Hello, welcome to Reality. I'm Nicole Torpy Mason. This week, Dana Ehrman and I watched season one, episode two of The Last Chance You Basketball. Please follow Dana on Twitter and Instagram at airhead, that's E-H-R underscore head. You can follow us on Twitter at T-O underscore pod and Instagram at welcome to reality M-K-E. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And now onto the show. Welcome to Reality. I'm Nicole Torpy Mason here again with Dana Ehrman. How are you, Dana? I'm doing well. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing very well. It's warm. Well, Milwaukee springtime warm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is that is a happy day for me. So all you can ask for. Yeah. Were you out there? I was. I was. We were. I was. <laughs> I, I, we were playing hockey, kind of, where yeah. we take a small soccer ball and play hockey with my children. Mm-hmm. And I have one kid who's very athletic and one kid who's not quite as athletic. Now, hey, who are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> um, so Harvey is very talented at many things, but he's just not as naturally athletic as Calvin is. But no, I swear to God, no matter what, no matter what game we're playing, no matter what we're doing, somehow a ball will just strike Harvey in the face, no matter what. And <laughs> well, you know what? What he makes up for, uh, what he lacks in athleticism, he makes up for in heart. The, true. Yeah. He is, he is definitely like, he, he will probably be like the best, uh, like bench coach. Oh my God. Or, you know, manager on the, you know, in high school or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of, I just want him to shock us all though. And like, how old is he? He's only four. So like when he turns five, I just like want a switch to have been flipped and then he's going to show all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has potential because he, he, he tends to play left handed, but he also will switch sometimes. So that's a, that's a good, that's some good potential there, you know? Yeah. Left-handed catcher, for example, would be for him, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing on this lovely day? I'm good. I I took a hike with a friend of the pod, Amy Westrip. Oh, uh, nice. And uh, <laughs> I'll just say this very quickly because I know we sure. actually have a show to talk about. But um, immediately we were on a path and then a, an old man sitting on a bench stopped us. Mm. And he said, do you know I'm the best bird watcher there's ever been? And then he proceeded to quiz us on birds. Hmm. And it was all just leading to him telling a corny joke. And then he pulled out a recorder and played Amazing Grace. Okay. So that's that's park people. I mean, that ended more wholesome than I thought it was going to, to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't... But with Amy, Amy isn't looking for wholesome. Okay, okay. He When he pulled out the recorder and said, I have a song for you, mm-hmm. she said, well, Christ. <laughs> like, she said that to him. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I'm getting at. It was just a very bizarre experience. And Yeah. I mean... <sighs> Amazing. So it was Amazing Grace. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. And that somehow feels threatening to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you went from calling it wholesome to threatening real fast. Yeah, I was really just con- well, because in my brain I was like, I, like, what if he had just pulled out a recorder and played like WAP? Like that would be concerning. But then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, Amazing Grace is like something that people sing when like someone has died so yeah. it, it it flipped in my mind from wholesome to to concerning but do i need to learn wap on a recorder because i 
fucking will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I can. I can. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That was just a weird thing that happened. Sets the tone for the day. Sure. Well, the, I I think that one last week I said I don't like to do Netflix shows because they drop all of them at the same time. Yeah. Um, but now I have done given you two Netflix shows in a row. Mm-hmm. And I'd say what's different about this is um, it's probably objectively a good show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got quality. Mm-hmm. You've got the fact that it's like, not funny because it's not ridiculous yeah um <laughs> yeah so yeah this uh is not what we're used to yeah and so we are watching last chance you basketball season one episode two today so have you ever seen any of the last chance you no i haven't i i was aware that there was football and mm-hmm. then um this was basketball and like I know so little about it I was gonna ask you like does a season follow like the same people yeah so each season follows that that team through their season so yeah prior to this I think there's two or three seasons of football I might be wrong there might be like a hundred and I'm unaware but I've watched two or three seasons of football um, and then this, I just like chanced upon, well, it didn't really chance upon it. It's Netflix algorithm. They were like, oh, it's March madness like- and you watch reality shows. But, and I was like, Ooh, and then I just, I just love this. Like, I don't care about any sport, but baseball, like I truly, I, I like actively dislike basketball because of the noise. I just find it extremely irritating, but this show is just so good. Like, <laughs> It, um, also, is it, like, the squeaky shoes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but, yeah, this, like I said, I wasn't ready for, like, the, the gravity of it, the, um, like, the earnest quality of it. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect to feel feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And I'll tell you, episode three is like, it was like a doozy. And I was like, thank goodness I didn't. Cause I just ran, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch two this week. And I was like, I'll just do this. For, I'll just send Dana and have her watch it. And then I watched season two or episode two and then episode three. And I was like, thank God we didn't do episode three. Cause it was so emotional. <laughs> oh man. Um, they'd hear us crying on the pod (laughs) (laughs) this is boy left turn to go from like you know obsessive talk about Frank Catania to (laughs) the injustices of America you know I I feel like people should know that now you send me Mm -hmm. um posts what yeah. is the fella's name joe gorga yeah. yeah you send me joe gorga posts on instagram yeah whenever the whim <laughs> hits you he just does instagram in a way that i don't know that it was meant for and um <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i tell you there's a there is a this is so far afield from what we're talking about but i'll i'll use the the excuse to talk about Frank Catania and Joe Gorga every day. Of the yeah, week. Um, there's a an account that I follow called Two Judgy Girls, and they're doing like a a bracket of like Bravo men, like attractiveness wise, mm-hmm. and like by voting and stuff like that. And on this, where they're up to the second round, and it's Joe Gorga versus Frank Catania. Oh my god! <laughs> and, oh my god. and I, I, you know, diehard Frank Catania fan, but like last I looked, Frank was losing, so I'm concerned. Wow. But yeah, Frank Jr. is doing great. He's doing fine. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know you're Frank Catania, like, no matter what, uh, yeah. ride or die. But mm-hmm. I, it still must have been hard for you. Yeah, yeah it was. And, again, it came down to, uh, I'm going to be honest, Joe, Joe Gorga, a little bit on the short side. <laughs> I'm going to lean towards the dumb, big, dumb oaf every day. <laughs> I know this. I know this. <laughs> Yep. 
Yeah. Anyway, so check that out if you want to get in on the voting. Yeah, um, that's so crazy that they would be paired up right away. Yeah, well, I think it was, so they're in, I think, just second round at this point. So it was, they both won their first rounds and, you know. But still, I think have, like, yeah, I know. Put them up more so that if they do meet, it's like a lead eight. Yeah. Something like that. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> It's gonna be it's a bracket buster for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I'm saying. But anyway. Um <laughs> so basically just as a as like sort of a an overall last chance you, um, it basically follows a team of folks at uh, a junior college. Previously it's been football this year, it's bat or this one is basketball, but they <laughs> Could you hear that creepy door creak? No, I couldn't hear okay. it. I saw it. My cat came into the room and it was like a haunted house sounding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so it's basically students who are who have not made it at Big Ten or just four-year colleges um, that are now trying to play their way back or, you know, fix their academics or whatever their situation is to get back up to. Right. Um, So there is just so like a lot of like, um, like generational poverty and like general issues and, and some, I think substance abuse and things like that, that like, or at least um, some trouble with the law and stuff. So there's a lot of like that goes into it. And, and so you're like rooting for these kids so much and like, um, I shouldn't say kids, they're technically adults because they're in college, but yeah. you know. Um, and there's just like, it, it, so obviously you've only seen this one episode, but th- there are always these people in these shows that are like, you're just like, whatever they're paying them, they're not paying them enough. Oh my God. That's like one of my main things about this episode is like, stuff like this kind of makes me feel like a piece of shit because like the the people like in this instance the head basketball coach mm-hmm. assistant bas- basketball coach the woman who like uh, is some sort of academic counselor yeah um like they all just care so much and put in the hours um like don't have lives outside of it because that's how much they care yeah and i'm like i don't care about anything that much <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I work in higher ed and like I would not be able to be in the role of like on the football one, there is like an academic advisor and she is just, I mean, the amount of effort she puts in, what she knows about each student, like what she can like bring up or talk about, be like, I know your sister or your mom or whatever. Like she just is so invested and that's how these folks are and like they're helping with academics they're helping with like athletics they're helping them just become better people like and deal with things they're helping them get resources like it's just i god bless these people who (laughs) who like take the time it's amazing it's so amazing and like you said uh i don't know what they get paid i can imagine it's not very much um Mm -hmm. anyways because you know higher ed is not that lucrative and then it's a junior college Mm -hmm. and and yeah there's no way they could be paid what they're worth because of the sheer number of hours a day like when that when the head coach was like I'm probably not sleeping tonight I was like Mm -hmm. I I bet you're not (laughs) Well, and because it seems like they require him to uh, maintain a teaching load as well. Yeah, yeah, so like a full day of that, and it's yeah. it's stuff like spin class. So he's he's like starting at five probably. Yeah, and yeah, going until late at night. I did I. <laughs> I do want to talk about that spin class really quick because yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever taken a spin class? No, I have not. Okay. Typically, at least in my experience, spin class is like in a dark room with like loud music or like, 
sometimes they'll even do like candles. It's supposed to be like, you know, kind of whatever. That spin class was just like in a classroom with like fluorescent lights. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that would not get me to go back. No. Sure. I mean, but he seemed like a good coach. And I was like, dang, he's in shape. Like he's getting up at 5 a.m. to do this. He's like working, he's like teaching whatever he has to do. Man. Well, you know, I thought of that too. And it was like, you know what? Because when he's snacking, mm. an orange. That's he was snack- what What's that? Wait, you're saying when he, t- when he had a snack, he ate an orange? Yeah. That's not what I'm doing when I'm snacking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, did oh. think, <laughs> sorry, I did think during that scene, I was like, I, I understand it was like a clementine or whatever, but I was like, is that all? Just the one tiny clementine? Yeah, I was, that sustains you and your yeah. ruling schedule. But, uh-huh. oh, what was he? Oh, he was very funny in the spin class when he was like, I'm looking for rhythm. None of you all could <laughs> be at the club. I could not take <laughs> any of you to the club. And it's true, like, their rhythm was off, and that's coming from me, who <laughs> rhythm is also off. I I also liked in that in that scene when he was like, "I'll give you guys extra credit if you come to the basketball game," and everyone was just like, "I got plans." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was so." Everybody was harsh. I'm like, they're a great team. Yeah, you're getting extra credit to go to a basketball game. Like, do it. Yeah, I although I never went to a basketball game um for my college until after I graduated so maybe it's just like well were you offered extra credit I was not I would I have gone great question (laughs) (laughs) we will never know I guess we'll never know but probably not (laughs) (laughs) Um, was that what it was about um because the the whole time there's some team assistant trying to get coach Mosley to agree to be pied in the face. Yeah. And what, yeah. Why? Like, what are they doing? I don't really, I honestly, I don't know what the, the bet was, but first I loved her. She was funny. She clowned him a lot and I liked that. Mm -hmm. Um, But was it if they won or no, I think that was his stipulation where he's like, you're not going to pie me if we lose. So oh, I don't okay. to do with whether they won or lost. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the what the purpose was. But she worked hard on it. <laughs> she, I know. She was... I will, I will say that, like, you know, we talked about how this show, like, really talked... Like, it's, like, emotional. One of the things that's, like, the funniest part of this show are just, like, the people on the show. Like, the, the, the students are funny. Uh, the coaches are funny. The assistant like all the the staff around them are super funny um the show started with a scene of like the assistant coach just watching just like a community at a park game and first of all all of the folks that were playing were so funny in how they were making fun of of people specifically i think there was a white kid playing that they kept calling the substitute teacher which made me laugh (laughs) So substitute gym teacher and also there was another white guy and they were like oh nice block by ashton kutcher and i was like damn harsh and it's like it's such a funny like that's their go-to like like white dude burn which i think is very fun and if i was ashton kutcher i'd be really excited about that all yeah almost because you're kind of like that's hilarious but it's also like what is it 2006 like you yeah. should be glad that someone's <laughs> bringing him up right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh yeah no that was a great scene it was substitute gym teacher ashton kutcher and i feel like there was one other thing that made me laugh i wrote crane hands but i don't remember oh no that was <laughs> <laughs> that was when the um just some guy came up to the assistant coach to kind of chat him up about the season and yeah. they referred to uh one of the players as having a crane hand because he could just like pick up the ball yeah which as someone who has like 
small hands, I can't palm a basketball. So like, yeah. I get it. That would be a, a good skill to have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, me, and Trump, we just have small hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a really fun way to kind of set set the scene of the show. Um, but then, yeah, you kind of just one by one start meeting like some of the players. Yeah. And, and what their background is. Um, and yeah, I don't know like what the first episode was like, but is it just kind of like through the season, they just like pepper in more stories? Yeah, yeah. So they kind of like, I'd say it's like maybe like the overarching storyline of each episode is whatever game they're playing that week. And then probably like a lot of like um, helping with academics and stuff, but they yeah. usually center it around one or two people in each episode. I mean, there's some people that like kind of go throughout, um, like I'd say like the, um, the team captain and I feel I'm like going to forget everyone's name cause I'm just generally really bad with names, but <laughs> I feel like it was the team captain Deshaun. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Right. Yeah. He like, he kind of, um, yeah, Deshaun, he kind of, I think is in most of the episodes, although episode three that I watched really featured like his story and like his, um, like family and his girlfriend and and that sort of thing and it was like it was it was I'm gonna tell you now even before we get to the end of this like you should continue to watch the show it's so sweet say, yeah if we just want to answer that right now, <laughs> I will yeah. um precedent what's that breaking precedent of just how the show works we're just getting that question out of the way yeah well no but you're a basketball fan right or you yeah okay okay do you watch college basketball? See, n no. Okay. I don't watch college basketball. But, um, I, well, I, like, I'll watch it here and there, I guess is what I would say. Just, like, not um, religiously, but, mm -hmm. like, I want Wisconsin to do well. I want UWM to do well. Uh, yeah. Too. And so. Um, well, because I, <laughs> I, this episode I'd say like KJ was the like main sort of storyline of this episode. And I was like shocked at the fact, like the whole time I was like, how did this kid not make a D1 school? Because he, it wasn't like he uh, academically didn't succeed at a, at, a, at a D1 school and then had to, to go back to junior college. Cause some of them are in that situation. Um, he just, they said he wasn't good enough to get into a school, right? Into a D1. Well, I don't know. Maybe I missed something because, like, my take was the academic part. Yeah, but I th – and maybe this was in the first episode or the third episode, but I think he was, like – I think he was someone who couldn't – wouldn't have gotten into a D1 school, and they said it was because he had, like, a two um, – like, a 2-2, which I was like, that seems – good enough oh i know because he was like california high school player of the year or something yeah. and like or la's player of the year or something and i was like why is this kid not at a d1 school and i was i was actually surprised because i i thought like that seems like a decent and it's a, over a 2.0 like it seems like you should be able to get into a d1 school unless he had a really bad act or sat score because i think you can well i mean get that's, adjust based on that yeah i mean that's what i Wait, are we on the same page? I'm confused. Like, I thought it was just because of the academic part that he couldn't get it. Was, it was, but he, his mom or somebody said at some point that he had a 2-2 in high school. And that's where I was like, that doesn't seem low enough for it to not – I was – yeah, oh, I guess cool. what I'm saying is that doesn't seem low enough not gotcha. to be able to make a D1 school. I got you. Yeah, I mean, if – yeah, if you took that – and like the the basketball skills, yeah, you would think that, yeah, yeah, what you're saying. I'm not saying he's not like I'm. I'm not trying to suggest any like anything nefarious. Like I just was surprised that it was so. No, I'm agreeing. Anything if you're that good at basketball, anything over a 2.0, which is like the NCAA 
yeah, minimum yeah. GPA requirement unless he like totally tanked an ACT or SAT or something. Yeah, no, I see. I don't even know why I was confused. But yeah, no, I'm on the same page with you. I would have thought that that would be enough, especially because when I think of like, um, like serious high school athletics, like the mm-hmm. kind where, um, where many players like could go on to D1 mm-hmm. and then college athletics. I always think it's amazing if they have good grades, simply just like the time factor yeah. of like, yeah. when do you have time to do anything that has to do with your classes? Yeah, especially because if you're playing at an NCAA school, you have to maintain a 2.0 and you have to be full-time student. So it's not like you could even be a part-time student, part-time athlete. You have to be 12 credits or more. So it's like, that's a pretty full schedule. I mean, that's not graduating necessarily within four years at 12 credits, but that's a full schedule. Yeah. Like if I had to if I played a sport like that where you literally like have no free time I would also have a 2.2 I feel like not to mention they don't get paid so like they a lot of these kids probably have jobs as well not maybe not these kids but a lot of like kids who are at, at schools and stuff are probably working at least something to pay I mean some of the bigger schools provide room and board and stuff like that but like just spending money you'd still need something yeah. mm-hmm. but so that yeah that is strange that um yeah that we would find KJ here I guess I know um, well I hope he I hope he makes it to, but <laughs> yeah 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 I, I was only I was only laughing because I was thinking like speaking of KJ and his um academics there was a scene where coach rob um and i don't know if like what his coach i like is he his assistant coach or whatever i don't know what he is but um he was helping him with his schoolwork in the classroom which i also found extremely funny um because he was like i have three (laughs) i think the one line that got me was he was like i have three attempts to take this so i guess i have to pass sooner or later and like every time the coach was just, be, it was like, what did we get wrong? Oh no, we got to do one more. And I think at the very end, he was like, all right, all right. That was a strong D though. Like, that, Yeah, like <laughs> a, a beacon of positivity. Like that was almost a C. That was a strong D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it was. We didn't get to really know whatever that was like what subject or like whatever did we i would have loved to have known like what specifically he was working on yeah i don't know i didn't if if they said it i didn't write it down but um i thought that was like but that scene was like a good example of what i love about this show which is that like it is funny like the kid like the students and are funny the coaches are funny like they're like kind of like joking with each other like but they're also like creating this amazing like mentor space and like it also makes me feel like it's not really fair (laughs) to expect these kids who have spent a lifetime becoming good athletes to like be at the same level is like some of other other students who are just focusing on their studies and that's not to say there aren't athletes who are just naturally smart and that sort of thing but like I don't know it just makes me feel bad that like this kid has to struggle so much so he can play a sport that he loves you know like yeah yeah well and and he puts in so much work like mm-hmm. they made it clear like he wants to be so good at that side of things and he spends a ton of time on it that like yeah like why can't it just come together like why has it got to be so hard (laughs) i did sorry i just read one other thing there was also a point during that scene where the coach sat down and was like what did you get wrong and he just goes well obviously mostly everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah like man to have a sense of humor about like what you're doing um 
and yeah, the struggles of it, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly (laughs) everything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's got, um, I guess, what, what am I trying to say? Well, I don't know. Let's keep going. So, like, that's KJ. Yep. Um, and yeah, then the kind of the other feature of this episode is Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe Hampton. Yep. Joe. Uh, first of all, Joe. This has nothing. I'm gonna go really simple first, and then go deep into it. But um, Joe was wearing the Kyrie uh, SpongeBob shoes that my son has, and no I, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even see that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was like the first thing I noticed. I was like, "Oh, he's wearing the SpongeBob shoes," because That's my son had a pair. That's automatic. I root for you. Like you're the best. Like yeah. Kyrie SpongeBob shoes. Wait, and Joe's, did did they talk about Joe's backstory on this episode? Joe, I would say, has been heavily featured in every single episode I've seen so far, so I might... They went into some of it. um, So basically, he did go to a D1. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went to Penn State, and then... But he dealt with a lot of injury. Like, I guess in high school, he blew out one of his knees... Mm-hmm. And then at Penn State, he blew out the other. And is that why he left? It's, yeah, it, so- it sounded like that was the main reason for leaving. And then he kind of was just like, whatever, who cares? I'm going to quit basketball. Okay. Yeah, because he is very, I mean, this is not a judgment at all, but it's like he he does tend to like meet some of the adversity with like okay then I'm done yeah um but yeah so like he he dealt with the injury he left Penn State and that's when he was like kind of home and just lost and uh you know like how do I replace like this huge thing in my life and then he said like he was hanging out with the wrong people yeah um and and got a few charges and spent some time in jail yeah uh, and then immediately after that, like when he got out, tried out for this. Uh, oh, that's right. He said it was like a week or so. Or, yeah. Y- yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine? No, I cannot. That's the thing about Joe is like when you're, he's the, the type of person on this show that like you root for so hard. And because you can see like in him somewhere is like, that spark of like, I can do this, I can do this. But then like, he just gets in his own way all the time. Like he just, he, he, he just struggles with like how to manage that or that adversity. And so it's like, it's so hard because you're like rooting for him and you're like, you can do this, but then you're like, ah, don't. And, and it's, it's so sweet to see the, the, like his team around him and his, coaches around him trying to help him um but again I don't know if this was in this episode or the next episode but um that coach Rob said at some point like everyone here wants to see him succeed but when you keep doing this eventually people stop being in your corner and I was like oh like it like hurt my heart because he's right eventually his his friends will be like oh forget it it's too much and like yeah it um you said it so well like he gets in his own way and it's so hard as someone like watching this show like when he does get in his own way you just want to be like just but just do but then you're like I can't relate to like the you know like how am I gonna be like you've made it so far and you've made it through such tough things like just keep going like as if I have dealt like with the same level of adversity like but you just want like just keep going yeah and it's I can't imagine well first of all yeah I will never like I don't know what it's like to deal with what he has dealt with or anyone on that team for that matter but um it's it's just like so 
it makes again makes me feel like this coach and like all the coaching and the staff and everyone like to know when to push him to know when to just support him to know when to make a um like a boundary like knowing like where that is for students of all different backgrounds and like it's just I cannot imagine and like that's what's amazing about this show is you're just like and I'm and again of course they're not gonna like quote unquote like put like save everyone you know like but but I think the bigger point is like they're making them you know stronger for who they are but it's also like these are 19 year old kids too like it's just like they're gonna do they're gonna be annoying sometimes like they're gonna do stupid things sometimes and like that's just part of it as well like yeah oh yeah that's a that's a hallmark of being 19 (laughs) but oh yeah I just and it's coming from so many directions for him I mean Part of it is is the coaching. He's like, you know, coach says I'm not good in transition, but he's not letting me work on it. I'm on the bench. And he, like, he knows he's good. He, he started at a D1. Like, he's obviously fantastic. And so he's, like, frustrated. Like, why am I not playing more? And, like, why is – when I am on the court, why is the ball not in my hands, like, all the time? And then it's also the refs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they were talking in the beginning, right, about he's the guy, like, that the refs know, like, if they call something on him, it gets to him. And, yeah. And that ends up influencing the game. And also, like, he is – well, I guess I guess even in the jun- junior college arena, like, he is a really imposing figure. Like, he's got the height and build of like an NBA player. Yeah. And so like the the refs like see roughness when it's just like him being in his own body. And so yeah. they call a million like fouls on him and it just like I don't know how many times they blew the whistle like when he did anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> No, I think you're totally right. And what you're saying is like, he is frustrated, which he has every right to be. Yeah. But they notice him more because he is loud and fight arguing with them when he gets called. So it becomes this like weird circle of like, yeah, of like, oh, well, that guy is like, he plays quote unquote aggressively, which I don't even know what that means when you're, when you're playing this level of sports but okay but then yeah but then it's like oh so we're gonna call him on follows which makes him angrier which makes them perceive him a certain way it's just like and it's I can imagine like a coach saying to us to a student in the heat of the moment they're gonna perceive like that's just not gonna work like you know he's but if he could get himself to like not storm off the court that would probably be helpful Totally. In the long run. But I get it. I think he also said at some point, like, that I knew I was going to lose my temper and I needed to remove myself. And so, like, I don't know that as a coach I'd be like, okay. Like, yeah. Like, what he, he did, like, slam a chair in the locker room. It's like, yeah, I guess I'd rather have you do it there than on the court. Yeah. But and, – and I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a third thing was, you know, whether it's – other players on his team or on the other team, the refs, the coaches, like there's probably a little like, oh, you were D1 guy, huh? Like he's probably like single out for that too. Like yeah. D1 guy and now you're here type of thing. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a thing. And and on his end, I bet it's a like I have to prove myself because they all know I was a D1 guy you know like so I'm sure some of it it, the like the point is like that there are so many complexities to this that I don't understand but like the like what's fun about the show is like you're just like I'm rooting for you like come on (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) okay I they also like (laughs) in his storyline they did a they sort of showed his story and then talked about um kind of what got him there and then they did like a, a housewives like six months earlier yeah <laughs> yeah I was like what's happening 
that was that threw me off and then also i didn't know when the six months earlier was over yeah i wish they had then been like yeah present day (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait but yeah that was very much like yeah three days earlier on housewives (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. But it basically was just going back to him um, having just gotten out of jail, I think. And then um, he kind of talked about how um, I think the coach the coach wrote, like, a letter of recommendation for him or something, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I guess, like, his sentence for whatever he did was supposed to be longer like it could have been years but he was like yeah coach wrote a letter asking the judge like let him out and he will go to school and he will play basketball and like that's amazing yeah yeah and then we got the scene with the academic advisor so i think that was when we switched to back current day i think Honestly, did you see the recent iteration of Little Women? No. Oh, okay. Well, that it's just a movie that goes back and forth in time oh. a lot, and people just complain, like, I didn't know, like, when we were back and when we were forth. And I'm like, this is the Little Women of uh, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, now I got distracted because I was like, I think I did. I have like a weird hang up about <laughs> this. Has nothing to do with this show. It has to do with Little Women. Um, I have a weird hang up of like that era of of writing slash movies and stuff. And yeah. I think it was like I read Withering Heights, and I was like, this boring. And then I just associated that with every <laughs> book in that era. I love it. This boring. <laughs> Yeah, no, understood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this we watched the Little Women of Basketball here. There, mm-hmm. there's Joe. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's there's all of them. Um, but yes, where where were you going before I? Oh, <laughs> this literary place. I oh, I just <laughs> I just always love the the like scenes with the advisors because one it's just like it's I'm not an academic advisor but I I work with a lot of academic advisors and and I know like the vast majority of them are they just have so many students and they're like overworked and um they often take the brunt of student frustration because they're the like face that the student sees and um you really have to tell them sometimes like news they don't want to hear and exactly exactly or like the you know like when students students always are panicking when they're trying to register for their classes and so they they you know that's their job and it's difficult and so um like I work in the back of the house I don't deal with students very often so I'm always like impressed when I see advisors but like the one thing that she said that made me so basically there were two students there from the basketball team and I don't remember exactly who was in her office at the time but um she was like I think sometimes they think I'm only their advisor, but there are 16 sports teams here and I'm the advisor for all of them. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And I mean, she even kind of said that in relation to the coach where she's like, he's Mm -hmm. really demanding and like kind of drives me nuts. And like, he thinks they're my only students and there are 16 other teams. Okay. Yeah. She, I forgot she was talking about the coach because she takes a spin class. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And I love, wasn't he like saying even like he couldn't even turn it off during the spin class. He's like, you know, I don't want to put more work on you, but all of you should go see Dorothy. Like (laughs) she was like, Oh my gosh. She's like, can I take a spin class, like, without you adding to my workload? Yeah, and I will. I watched this um, episode with Ryan, and we both were like, what system they using to register students? <laughs> well, inside. Uh, Just, inside like, baseball. level of dorkiness off the, yeah. off the charts. What was it? Could you tell? 
I couldn't, I don't, I, here, here's the thing. I work in the registrar's office, so um, I'm kind of on the back end and they obviously were using like the front end, like the user end um, portion. So I couldn't quite tell what it was, but I don't think it's anything that I currently use, but. Okay. Every I, school like customizes the user end portion of it. So it's a little hard to tell, but. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're, I'm, I'm right there with you. You used to be in higher ed and. I'd, uh, you know, this yeah. is, this is uh, our domain. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> um, oh, I just saw a note. I wrote um, that we were talking about the assistant of the co- of coach uh, who set up the pie to the face. Yeah. There was like a one scene where she was like teasing him. Like she was like, they had set up whatever the whatever the bet was to pie him. And she was like coming into his office to like, tr- to like troll him. And he, she was wearing this like adorable cat shirt where that just looked like a little kitty cat was coming out of like a, like a pocket square. And I loved it. And I was just like, who is this woman? I want to know more about her. Like, <laughs> who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Just that, um, that shirt was enough to for you to be like, uh, oh, what was her name too? I didn't write it down, which is such a bummer because again, I did think she was so funny the whole time, and she had like, she she's just like setting up this pie in the face thing for reasons unknown to us yeah i don't remember and also like they acknowledge there are approximately like 10 people in the stands <laughs> so it really yeah, it just appeared as if she wanted to pie her boss and she somehow convinced him to let her do it and i love that i wish i had the guts to <laughs> tell all the people that i want to pie in the face that i want to pie them in the face and that it's happening yeah yeah that's that's initiative. Um, one other thing about, because then we kind of go to the game next, I think. The game, yeah. Um, and I just want to shout out, the they have a cheer team there, which I wasn't expecting. And uh, I'm just taking a moment to shout them out because cheerleaders work really hard and they often don't get enough credit. And that when that East LA cheer team came out, I was like, they have a cheer team and I was very excited to see them. Would love to know more about them, what yeah. they're doing. But you know, I think it's funny, like, I don't know what your experience has been, but you know, when you watch sitcoms growing up and you watch movies, there's such a, a way that these things are portrayed. Like the trope is that cheerleaders are like the top of the social chain. Mm-hmm. And in real life, that has just never been the case where I've been. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, like in that way, it was like, yes, cheer team, like you should be appreciated. <laughs> yeah, and- like most of the time, people are just going to the bathroom when they're performing and they have yeah. spent a lot of time performing. When I go to UWM games, I always wait and watch the cheer and dance team uh it's it's just like they're working hard and i feel like there's also like not a level of respect for for cheer and dance teams and i just i like that even though we only saw them for a moment Mm -hmm. i liked it i will say their uniforms were a little outdated (laughs) okay (laughs) That was very diplomatic. They looked like the kind of cheer uniforms that were popular when I was in high school, which was a thousand years ago. So I do (laughs) think they could, I understand money is tight at all higher ed institutions and most likely extremely tight at East LA uh, per their point that they couldn't even fix their basketball heights or basketball hoop heights. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I guess what I want to know is how that happened. Yeah. So I had a long conversation with my brother about this and what we came to the, uh, what we decided probably was the issue was we assumed they're those ones that like, like in high school gyms that like crank back 
to the wall. Okay. And then, or, or to the ceiling, I think some of them, they, but they crank back because they use the gym for a variety of things. That's, and the okay. cranking out and back in was broken. That's what we, that was the only conclusion we could come to. That's so smart because here I'm just like, what do you mean like the basketball hoop was like fine one day and then <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I losing my mind? But that makes total sense. But then like, that's not just like, oh, you know, that hoop is janky. Like, uh, yeah. It's like, if they got too used to that, that would like alter, like, yeah, their ability to make shots. Like, yeah, I mean, like, even in their form, like, if you all of a sudden like just try to make a basket on this hoop that is not the height it's going to be in your games like that's what you're going to go for and then you're like going to be off like it's a yeah. like huge problem is what i'm saying so it's crazy that you know they're expected to be successful when something that fundamental is <laughs> off yeah well it also seems like i how much so we also had this conversation how much do you think it could possibly cost to have someone come out and fix like essentially it's just a like a gear or a crank right like if that is the issue like how much could that possibly cost that they are that tight on the budget like right. which i believe they are because sure. again i work in higher ed i know how tight budgets are but like i am from a world where i just think wrongly but i just think like oh athletics always has tons of money and they can do whatever they want to do and like well yeah i mean it's depending on the school mm -hmm. like yeah you definitely think that but yeah you know you really get the sense that you know this being a junior college like yeah they're not taking that as seriously and and the budget is tighter um but yeah, that that blew my mind. Like, the the rim isn't at the right height. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like basketball in and of itself has so little equipment. I mean, it's not like hockey or whatever. You know, where there's just so much equipment for the for a team to take care of. Like, mm -hmm. it's like that's pretty fundamental that the basket needs to be at the right height. Like, <laughs> balls. Baskets, like that's those are the two. Those are the two. I did really like their um their like workout sweats or whatever you call them, warm up sweats, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those looked really comfortable. They did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would, like that. I would grab. A, I would snag a pair. Yeah. Can can we talk about for a second um to double back to Coach Mosley like mm -hmm. his home life? Yeah, like it's like two things at once. We already talked about like, it's amazing how much work he puts in. How would he have time to do anything else? But it's still, I couldn't help but like laugh and roll my eyes because he's like on his way home. It's dark out. And his wife is like, can you pick up a few things from the grocery store? And he's just like, I don't know what that is. I cannot possibly get it. He's like, I, wow, I'm about to go in this grocery store and it's going to take me hours before I even find it. I'm like, have you heard of asking someone? And it was like, I'm desperately looking for my notes on this because, yes, okay, it was heavy whipping cream. Yeah. It wasn't like a super weird. <laughs> no, it's like, I think I know where I would start looking, you know, like clearly he's never seen supermarket sweep. Yeah. Yeah, and his wife was like, it's in with the milk. Just go to the milk section, you'll find yeah, it. And he was like, impossible. area section. And <laughs> he was like, I, it's going to take me hours. And I'm like, certainly there's someone you could request help from. <laughs> but yeah, he's just not having it. So at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I can imagine. But it's also, <laughs> I was also like, coach. Sir. <laughs> I, I did, I... I also really loved, um, I think it was the same scene where he then gets home and he's like walking in and saying hi to his wife or something. 
And then his daughter comes out and he's like, hey, I'll give you $2 if you go fold the laundry. And his daughter just goes, ooh, and like backs out of the room. She was so excited. It was this, it was like the cutest moment. I was just like, oh. $2, yeah. I've done that though. Like I've offered to be like, I will give you a dollar. I just can't pick up any more things today. Like if you go pick up all that laundry, I'll give you a dollar. I just can't do it anymore. That's like a funny version of, have you watched Billy Eichner, Billy on the Street? Yeah, yeah. He's got, for a dollar, <laughs> and it's just, fold this laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was very excited, though, for those two. I wonder how old she was, because two dollars doesn't seem like, like, if, if someone was like, fold this laundry for two dollars, I'd be like, nah, it's not enough. Um, yeah, I guess it just, it depends, like. Yeah, if she's a kid and, like, nothing else is being asked of her, I'd be like, oh, like, $2 <laughs> for doing something that seems simple. But, yeah, like, if you're a parent and you're, you know, just used to picking things up all day, yeah, you're like... I'm saying this as someone whose dining room table is covered in laundry right now, so... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad you can't see my floor. <laughs> Pretty bad. Well um let's see where are we at we're at the game now so I again now I don't like basketball but I like where we just get to see like the highlights yeah like it's very exciting um and it's so this this community college is East LA Mm -hmm. college and then they were playing Long Beach I think Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they really built it up as like, this is a team that could blow East LA out like by 20 points. But it was just funny because when you looked at the seeding, it was like East LA was like the third seed and Long Beach was like 23rd. So it was like, I don't yeah. know. It doesn't seem that close, but it was a tough game. The first half was neck and neck, not looking that good. Yeah, can I, okay, so this is what I wanted to ask you about. Did you did you play sports growing up? Mostly softball. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> I I danced. So there there is a version of of a, a mean coach that I can that I understand. But and I'm not saying he's a mean coach, but the the locker room pep talk is something that watching this show, watching Last Hand to You football, like if someone was like yelling at me like that, I'd be like, no, I'm not, I just am not going to do this. Like my, my brain just like does not become motivated in that way. And I'm wrong because they pay people millions of dollars to do that. I mean, you're not wrong, but (laughs) I, I think, yeah, it's that kind of motivation does not work for everyone. And I think it's, I mean, it's like a culture that we've built up and we've said, this is what works, I think. And we just maybe haven't like questioned that <laughs> in a long time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. I remember a coach who like yelled at me mid game, like on, like not between innings, but like, while the game was going on Mm. um, because there was a grounder to short and I fielded it and I threw to first and I got the out and he still was like screaming at me that there wasn't enough on the throw. And I'm like, you're screaming at me in the middle of the game and I got the out. Like, I don't even know what you're mad about. Yeah. Just like totally turned me off. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like you and you're, making this not fun yeah and like it just <laughs> it just would not work for me like I'd be like Ooh, I'd get like nervous and I'd probably play work but like even like in some of the practices they would be like you would see him like yelling and screaming and like I just like I don't know it doesn't work for me but again maybe it's just if I had grown up in like a different like playing basketball or something like that. Cause I didn't, I pretty much, I played softball for a little bit and then danced mostly. So there's a very different meanness that dance coaches bring to the table, but. <laughs> we've, we've watched dance moms on the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I also think 
you know, I don't know the experience. I never played a sport like um, where we had a chance to like go anywhere with it. Like this is different in that it's like, it's the last chance you and like these players want to like go to a D one and then go to the NBA. So, I mean, I guess in that way it's different and would require a different um, like style of coaching maybe. But I remember thinking like getting yelled at by that coach. I'm like, where the fuck do you think we are? This is <laughs> high school softball. No one's making it out of here and you're <laughs> acting. Yeah. Like, fucking bob night like why do you think that's necessary like the point for us was purely fun and they were acting like it meant the world yeah that's a good point uh like that if you're at a more competitive level like I was never going to become a dancer you know like yeah (laughs) yeah and so maybe if you're at a more competitive level it's just it is part of it and I'm sure you know again I'm sure it is but it is interesting that like that is like because it is specifically supposed to be like motivating and like mm-hmm. I mean it's like in movies it's like a thing that like men watch and like get mo- I'm, I'm saying men because I think they're wrong but <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're like yeah like <laughs> I don't know it doesn't work for me but no totally yeah yeah no thank you <laughs> well i will i i i'm not gonna spoil anything but uh per our conversation last time i do um i'm unable to not spoil things for myself but there is at least one of these players who's playing in the tournament right now so people do people do make it so no way yeah. no way yeah that's and it was it was like like I I don't care about the tournament at all and I was like ooh I'm gonna see him play and it's gonna be fun and like I was excited about it so your reaction there is just like that girl getting two dollars for folding the laundry <laughs> but no that's so cool yeah oh my god you and know, other and I should say other there's other players who who also make it to other schools and stuff I just know specifically at least one it was playing in the tournament so. Amazing. You know what? Can I give you a wreck? Um, yeah. Shit. I, well, I'll have to send you the title because I can't remember the title, but there's a documentary film and it's it's in the same vein of at, I think it's at San, oh, it's called Cue Ball, I think, because at San Quentin Prison, like one Ooh. of the more like notorious, um, hard, prisons there's a prison basketball team that they take so seriously and it's kind of the same thing where like um the golden state warriors which is like the closest team to that prison mm-hmm. they like keep an eye on those guys and like those oh. guys are like playing for a chance to like just hopefully when they get out like go somewhere with it whether it's a school or like the warriors or whoever that's oh my i will definitely look that up that sounds right up my alley (laughs) i could definitely convince the other folks in my household to watch it because it's sports based um i think i recommended it to ryan back because i saw it as part of the milwaukee film festival but it was just like playing at a bad time and he was like i'm working but i think (laughs) I think he would be interested as well. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound like him? It, that was a really good impression of him. Where <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I do like that we just, this has become just a place where we clown Ryan now. So that's good. It's fine because he doesn't listen to him. It's fine. I know. Well, that, that was the stipulation. Stipulation. I was like, I'm not doing this if it doesn't come with a significant amount of clowning Ryan. Oh, good grief. No, I think as per our conversation last week um, regarding magnet fishing, which I'm I'm excited to tell you I've I've had a lot of response to. There's a lot of there's a lot of folks that want to get involved in it. There's a lot of people who <laughs> are excited that we're interested. But I do I think we need more like 
very specific reality shows. Like we need like a a team of basketball players in San Quentin. Like that would be a great show. We oh I just recently watched uh like a, it was a short documentary about um the Rubik's Cube championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so great. Yes. <laughs> Like speed, and then just for the record, they do speed. Like it, it's like speed to solve it, which I've never solved a Rubik's cube in my entire life. So I was just impressed with anyone who could do it. I mean, the speed with which they do it, they can do it like behind their back. They can do it without looking at it. Yeah. Okay. How the wild stuff. Yeah. But yeah, more niche shows. Um. I, yeah, I mean, don't expect me to have a better idea than the magnet fishing, but... No, <laughs> I don't. How could you? <laughs> How could I? Right. <laughs> um, but definitely more stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate to tell you, I'm probably going to throw you a really, really uh, TLC type show next, because I think <laughs> we need... this. I mean, it's just... This one is just aggressively good. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it to everyone. We've already said you're going to continue watching it. Yeah. But do you, so you already know what you're sending me? I don't. Okay. But I'm a little behind on Bravo shows right now, and I'm very caught up with TLC, so we're leaning in the TLC zone. <laughs> yeah, hey, we've been away for a little while now. Let's, let's yeah. jump back in. Yeah, yep. Anything else we missed on this episode? I don't think so. My notes before I stopped writing was Ashton Kutcher, substitute gym teacher. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking for rhythm. I can't take you to the club. Citrus College and Dorothy. Citrus College. That was like the fir- their first opponent that you saw them play like early. Yeah. In the episode. yeah. And they were and called Citrus. That sounds like a lovely place to go. Citrus College. I was, <laughs> it reminds me, I was looking up the logos for the teams in the NCAA tournament. Um, oh, I saw you tweet some. <laughs> There are some really dumb, hilarious ones. I love them. God, yeah. I can't remember the school, but it was the Gauchos was the one that really got me. And then I and then I dove deep into like some horrible, just the dumbest of of logos. Also, some schools. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go deep into this, but maybe need to uh, update their Native American logos. <laughs> it's a little upsetting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And probably Gauchos is probably not a, I don't know. What is it? Is a Gaucho just a cowboy? I, I, I am not a Gaucho historian. I, I can't answer that. I know briefly in the early aughts, women were wearing Gauchos again. Time to be alive. Yeah. I didn't dive into it, but I, I do kind of feel like they probably were, they, I probably should have because they look comfortable. Yeah. They're like proto leggings, but. Well, hey, we'll come back for the ne- next episode with some gaucho research. We'll be wearing gauchos. <laughs> All right, Dana, anything to plug? Uh, you know, no. Nothing to plug. <laughs> nope. Well, what's your what's your uh, Twitter, Instagram? At least you can plug that. Um, on both, it's at airhead, but it's E-H-R underscore H-E-A-D. It's a play on my last name. I feel like I have to explain yeah. that because people just look at me like, why would yeah. you do that? Airman, airhead, we get it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at TO underscore pod and Instagram at Welcome to Reality MKE. As usual, Dana, thank you so much for diving in, talking to me about this wonderful show. You know it. Thanks for having me. Bye.